A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Boys, penultimate time in the regular season at least. But I think we're going to change up the beginning of this podcast in honour of JB's new hero. Hands in, banners on three. One, two, three. Banners! <laughs> yes, we're going to be talking about the Aviva Premiership and Pro 12 semi-finals, the European playoff place and also the championship final well uh, yeah final first leg an amazing weekend of rugby well week of rugby really five days of rugby if you go back to Wednesday in the play- uh, the championship playoff absolutely awesome but we've honoured the man in the start of our podcast and you know in the past if you listen to the podcast before you'll know that we've had you know Phil's had a man crush on Jamie Cudmore that's never gone away <laughs> he's been consistent with that JB however flits from pillar to post he's like a little social butterfly with, exactly. his, rug- with his rugby crushes it was Jack Berger where are you on Jack Berger JB <laughs> oh you, you used God. to love him Jack, you used to love him but, but he hasn't had that much exposure recently I say recently like this year I don't think he's played as much as last year certainly yeah um, but he had one of those games oh on the yeah doesn't he oh, come with the hour uh, do you know what here's the thing about Jack Berger right? I think if you did like a top trumps thing and you compared me with Jack Berger, you would probably find that we're almost identical players in terms of how how, how good am I at passing, <laughs> catching, even ball carrying. But then when it goes off the scale as his tackling, mine would be five and a half and his would be six million or something. <laughs> I mean, swear to God, he's just a normal bloke off the streets, which they put into a pack. <laughs> but he just happens to be able to tackle anything that moves. He's... <sighs> So it went from it went for anyway. So just to get onto this, we will get onto the Saracens game and everything. So JB had his man crush on Jack Berger, uh, then Big Gav, and 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 then who's the most recent one? Of course, that's Big not... Gav. Well, Big Gav. No, had... no, not Big Gav. Who was the most recent well, one? Let's just let's just... aside from Big Gav. Uh, aside from Big Gav, there's always been Andy Good. Andy Good. That's it. Andy Good. I knew there was another one I was missing. Now. Banners. I wonder that for no. It's just the admission that I was wrong about Banahan to start with because I did originally put him as the worst winger in the Premiership. And now where does he rank? The best ever in, in, in the Premiership. <laughs> <laughs> best in the Premiership. I'd say so. Further afield. Best in all the major leagues. I'd say. <laughs> so there might be some kid in Fiji. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Some very good Fijians out there. I think. I'd like to see him against Surveyor, see who comes out the top. <laughs> I'm sure Surveyor would like to see him lining up against <laughs> yeah, Matt Bannon. 
He well, was he was pretty good at the weekend. But, you know, yeah, he didn't just score three amazing tries. Well, actually, I say score no. three amazing tries. He did, but Jonathan Joseph is the main yeah. opponent. Oh, and, yeah. Having... I was going to say, I reckon possibly I might have been able to score that first try. Well, just yeah. about. Yes. But then he rose pretty high to take a... Um, an up and under that was pr- pretty impressive. He has an all-round good game, and he did yeah. exactly what he needed to do to take yeah. advantage of all that talent. And he was a well-deserved, justified man of the yeah. match, yeah. which yeah. was correct. But with if he didn't have um, George Ford and Jonathan Joseph and Kyle Eastman all inside him, like pulling the strings and creating that much room for him, exactly. But yeah, someone could have run most of those. Well, uh, I mean, you tries could, in. going back to Surveyor. You could have actually had Surveyor on Leicester's wing and he still wouldn't have scored. Yes, agreed. Agree with that. And that's partly because Leicester's kind of midfield was a bit turgid, but also because <laughs> Bath's defence... Leicester's midfield, right? Bath's defence was excellent well, as well, though. Leicester's backs, let's just, let's just read them. These are just basically people. I mean, they're not... Really... I'm going to stop this music for this because that, <laughs> this, this list that you're about to read doesn't warrant that music, it warrants this. Go on, read Leicester's backs. Niall Morris, Adam Thompson. Matthew, ex-England Tate. Christian Lamorno, uh, current Japanese international, I'll have you know. <laughs> uh, Freddie Burns and Ben Youngs. That's all right, but no, I... I Take away the halfbacks. I mean, oh, Nicky Gonover, of course. But, like, Nicky Gonover was skinned. I mean, he's the best guy. He's stuck on the wing. Christian Lamorno, yeah, OK, he looks like a Tuolangi, but he definitely isn't one. Yeah, he does. He looks similar to Manu but he's, he's just a big boy he's just not very good at rugby let's just focus on the positives though rather than sort of bemoaning yeah. Leicester's squad let's talk about what, what a brilliant performance it was by Bath and uh, I just oh, also want to rewind to the very start of the season and just how good George Ford is <laughs> isn't he I mean we knew he was good but at the start of the season we always he knew was, he, he, was, he was most people's like oh I hope Stuart Lancaster puts him in the England team but we was, weren't holding out a lot of hope we were thinking he would sit on the sidelines as a result of Owen Farrell's injury he's not only exactly. had a great season for Bath but he's now established himself as the number one well funny you should yes. say that because I was saying to Phil before if Owen Farrell hadn't got injured I'm not entirely sure Ford would be the starter or if he had it'd be a lot longer until he became the starter but just the composure and the control he has and, yeah and I mean it, you are he is the man connecting fair enough he's the man connecting an amazing back line and a really powerful forward unit so it, you, some would argue it, oh his job's made easy but he does connect he does connect those two brilliantly yeah and it's his decision making for me for such a young guy who's relatively inexperienced for a, a fly-off and certainly an international fly-off, his decision-making, more often than not, he makes the right decision. Mm. And you see Bath running the kind of dummy runner line a mm. lot. And it's remarkable how many times he will, of the options available, pick the right one. Yeah. Um, and he's kicking similar. He's kicking from the tee was very good as well at the weekend, six out of seven. Uh, just the pace. I, I've, I've always said this. I mean, anyone who's listened to the podcast, uh, listening to me drone on, I always well, say... You've always said... No, let's just... Before you say this, you've always said Matt Banhan's terrible. Yes, but, I on, Anyway, yes, carry on, yes, Jay. <laughs> so I've always said that, but I've always said, backs, first and foremost, pace, forwards, carry. And that's basically what happened. And there's so much pace. And I mean, have you ever seen a guy get tackled, fall on his front... Jump back up and then score a try. That that was that's Anthony Watson. That Anthony Watson acceleration was yeah. un- oh. unbelievable. I, I thought you see that you see it fairly frequently where someone gets tap tackled or half tackled and they're immediately pounced upon. Yeah, but somehow he managed to get to his seat and then the acceleration. He's from like there, the Millennium Falcon. It was phenomenal. <laughs> the other thing you with, can do the Kessel run in twelve parsecs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the other thing with um 
with Bath was they only went into Leicester's 22 eight times. Yeah. And scored seven. Wow. Scored seven Phil tries. Already early doors in the podcast, a strong showing. Fact. From the stat man. Now, Mike Ford must be fuming that they missed that one yeah. one entrance until they didn't get a try <laughs> on the a hard week training. Yeah. yeah. But, but that and Leicester with 71% territory, 65% possession. Fact. And Bath down to 13 players. Yeah, yeah. No, that's impressive. And they, they did concede when they were down to 13 players, but only just, it was the last second of the first so half when they finally conceded. Showing they're not just, I mean, how much of that was, and we've already hinted at the, you know, the, the question mark against Leicester's personnel, but does that show that, that what you're going to have in the final is two teams that are pretty good at soaking up what the opposition can throw at them? Mm, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it, it's hard to say, isn't it? Because they both seem to like to back off the, the opposition, let them make make a mistake and capitalise yeah. on it. Bath more so than Saracens. Saracens, when there's a mistake, they like to you know win a penalty and kick it and you know slowly bludgeon their way into it. Bath, they're looking for the turnover and then they go. And they're seriously good at it. So it's not quite as simple as saying we're going to see it, two teams that want to so- soak up pressure because Bath are looking... Bath are looking to play, but well, turnover ball. Well, this is what I think, and we'll get into previewing the game a little bit more, but I think it might be a little bit cagier and a bit more of a game of chess than than the semi-finals because you've got Saracens who are the best in the business at kick chase, territorial, sort of squeezing someone. They're like a in in sort of the, the animal kingdom terms. They're, they're a boa constrictor. Boa constrictor. They sort of, they'll, they'll wait for hours just squeezing the life slowly out of the opposition. Yeah. Well, in a snake, Whereas in Bath are sort of like, they've got they've got a deadly venom and they'll just, yeah. poof, they'll have you. In snake parlances, Bath are a black mamba. <laughs> very, very fast, very, very deadly. Yeah. Great yeah. on turnover ball. <laughs> <laughs> But they're so, the other thing as well is they're so casual. I mean, uh, you always read about the Mike Ford-inspired team, and there's definitely a lot into that if you look at the yeah. patterns and the rest of it. But Mike Ford isn't going out and telling Jonathan Joseph to run sideways and hold the ball in one hand and you know throw it like a basketball. But they're just doing it because they're relaxed and they're confident. And yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that works against Saracens. Yeah, yeah it, it really will be. But we'll come on to that a bit more. One, one more thing with uh, Matt Banahan. Me and Jay were in a... Oh, this is you'll love this, Tim. Listen oh, to this. Go on. Go me, on. me and Jay were in a pub on Saturday afternoon watching the game yeah. uh, with two lads who went to university with Matt Banhan's brother. Oh, I feel a good story coming on. And go on. I think the two of them own a pub or something like that now. But they've the got... Banahans, not the two lads we were out with. Yeah, yeah. the, the, the Banahans. Then obviously Banners has got a lot of tattoos. Yes. On, and... on his on his on his knee, on his calf, no, both across, his across arms, his up his neck, across but his here's chest. Here's the Banahan fact you won't know. Banahan only has half of the tattoos. Because you know where the other half are? On his brother. So when they stand next to each other, right? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I know this is incredible. And it's it's apparently um I've, I've got it here. It's a cannon, isn't it? No, that's that's what they, they were saying it might be a cannon that the two lads I didn't know. It's um a Spitfire and a Mustang. On his torso, Hang on, on, on their chest. Against, against each other. Or on the same team. Well, I'm not sure if this is a Mustang animal car. No, because it's a it... Spitfire. It must be the Mustang the... airplane. Is there a Mustang airplane? Yeah, there right. is. The P51. Okay. But the, what the, they're on the same team, so they've obviously got. A, unless they're on, let's they're, say they're on the same team. Well, yeah, the brothers are on the same team, so it's a yeah. 
It's I've too just, clean. I've got, I've got a list of some of his tattoos. On his neck, he's got his parents' initials and a German lookout tower that's on Jersey, a tribute to his birthplace. A German lookout tower? On his, on, on, on his lucky right arm, he thinks his right arm is lucky, he has a four-leaf clover. clover. <laughs> he, <was> left <laughs> <laughs> he has a four-leaf clover, the ace of spades, a, a pin-up lady in a horseshoe... <laughs> A, a, a lucky dice and the numbers 7 and 13 and the words earn your luck. So he he's, he thinks his right arm is a lucky arm, so he's got earn everything to do makes with... makes no sense for the record. Uh, and left arm, uh, he has a Spitfire scene and bombs, a tribute to his grandfather who flew bombers in the war. Uh, wow. And on his torso, he has his surname Banahan on the side of his ribcage. <laughs> of course he And does. he has a Spitfire which continues over to his left arm. And over to his brother's torso. Over and over torso. To, all the way over to his brother's torso so they can stand together, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I think it, it must be those two planes are on the same side because it'd be yeah. a hard sell, wouldn't it, if you and I had to go to the tattoo parlour? I was like, do you, do you fancy having the Nazi war machine on your chest? <laughs> no, you can have that one, Jay. No, 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 it's okay because when we're together, we all explain it. We'll explain the circle. <laughs> he has a massive dog called Tinkerbell. Look at the size of that dog called Tinkerbell. What? Oh, Great Dane. Yeah. Well, there you go. Ah, banners. Good old banners. Good old banners. Love it. I'd love to see a picture of those tattoos with the, the oh, two of them together. We, that needs to happen. Come on, right. Yeah. So I'm making an appeal. BT Sport, you need to get the Banahan boys on together. They, they also said that Banahan is, what, 6'7", something like that? And, yeah. and his brother's about 5'10". Yeah. <laughs> not in the greatest shape, apparently. A little bit overweight. To, uh, yeah. He played for Waterloo with them, I think. Yeah, something like that. So there you go. Over at Liverpool Uni. Oh, Nice. Uh, right, well, so Bath, yeah, Bath, it was a pretty imperious performance. Just de- They just deconstructed at what Leicester had and, and were pretty lethal. Saracens, it was a very different kind of performance, but no less impressive against the champions. Yeah, it was really impressive. It wasn't as good a game. There was some handling mistakes. A lot of the tries were kind of uh, the close quarter stuff, the rolling malls, the penalty mm-hmm. try, that, that kind of stuff. But Saracens were very impressive in their... In their defence, for one thing, mm-hmm. they had um, four of the top five tackle makers this weekend. But it wasn't just the quantity, though, was it? I mean, you already talked oh, about Jacques Berger. That that hit on Ken Pease. Do you know what, though? I, I, yeah, he was a bone rattler. He put a few in as well. Not, yeah, he did. Not just that one. It he has no like... regard for his own safety, does he? It's... I mean, we, 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 you you hate the phrase duty of care that's come in this season. <laughs> he, in, in a way, a referee could yellow card Jacques Berger for... The, the legal tackles he makes because he shows no duty of care to his own, to his body. own body. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's weird to mention that because I was about to say that when Jack Burke is playing, the refs are usually very harsh on him. So he gives away a lot of penalties. So gave, after a magnificent hit, he gave away a penalty for not rolling away, I think. Which was correct. Kind of, yeah. But you, you've got to build into the equation that he's hitting so hard, he might not be able to roll away. <laughs> but it, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't just Jack Burger. Owen Farrell, whoa, he, had yeah. a, he had a hell of a game. He did. Just in general, in open play, he was absolutely brilliant. But his, that I, I can't forget who he hit. It might have been Big Luth, but he absolutely smashed yeah. some, of, some of the Northampton boys running down his channel. And his kicking as well, out of hand, his yeah. kicking to allow the kick chase, the Jack Berger, the Chris Wilds, those boys to, to get after him. Was Chris Wilds playing? Yeah, he started he on the wing ahead of Ashton. Uh, on, yeah. What? Really? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his, his kicking was on the money every time the, mm. the correct height the correct distance to allow that defensive line and that kick chase to kind of swallow up Northampton and just make it really difficult for them and Northampton are big boys but the sort of the power of the defensive effort and then the power of Vinopola just ball carrying all day and actually do you know what one, one well, of my favourite moments was Itoji running over Courtney Laws yes that uh, was pretty cool <laughs> that was pretty good changing to watch. of the guard yeah 
Yeah, maybe not. Not but... quite, not quite that, but it was a it was a if if anyone was thinking that maybe this Itoji hype and he he has been hyped a lot. Yeah. If anyone's thinking that the hype is uh is maybe misplaced or just because he's young. He, he's the real deal, isn't he? Yeah, and if anyone well, thinks, we'll if we'll anyone thinks in the 50-man squad he's there just to make up the numbers. Did you hear the so-called controversy after the game in the Malander interview? I, there was some interesting post-match interviews in general. There were. Well, let's so go, go, on, go on with the Malander one. He said, it's very hard to beat Saracens at the breakdown because those Vinopola boys, as soon as they're over the ball, their belly is already touching the floor. Yeah. Which, uh, I'm not sure if that's an insult or... Well, it compliments how low they're getting. I've I've read I've read the interview in a couple of places because obviously the press has jumped on that comment, and I'm not sure if he meant if he actually said it kind of tongue in cheek or if he was having a bit of a whinge and a moan. I I think knowing Malander, it probably was a bit tongue in cheek. Yeah, it, I think it's it's funny he, thing to say. He's yeah. a very respectful kind of man in post match yes. interviews. Um, I don't think the same can quite be said of Cockers. <laughs> can oh. it? It's just like his team got taken to the cleaners. Yeah. And it's almost, I'd say it's almost easier to give a post-match press conference as a director of rugby when you've been smashed. Um, yeah. Because, you know, it's not, it's not like one decision, and we'll get onto that in a minute. It's not like one decision <laughs> was the difference between winning and losing. But So he could have just gone, you know what? They were the better team today, that's and we won. And uh, good luck to them in the final. We're disappointed, obviously. That's we came, nearly we came, what he did. We came nearly. to win. Nearly what he did, but what he also did, Jay, was made excuses. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, if we don't have so many injured players, yeah, but you signed the players. <laughs> you signed them. So, like, if you're director of rugby, your job is not the same as head coach. It's to construct a squad which can last the whole season. Now, if you just sign 15 Tom Crofts, you can have a problem. <laughs> you can't. You can't do that. Tom Croft may be able to. Maybe one of the best back rowers in the country, but if he never plays, you may as well not have him. And, and Matt O'Connor has lost his job for that, and he had very similar um, injury mm. crises mm. Um, to to Richard Cockrell throughout the season. And because he didn't make the playoffs, because he finished fifth, he's lost his job. Exactly. So Cockrell has kept his job. I for think now. Cockrell's got to go. He's got to go because he he's won't. just. I think. He well, might he's, go. he's not going to be. Head, he's, he's not. He's not head coach. They've got. Aaron Major coming in. Yeah. So he is director of rugby. So it's it's going to be a little bit more like the. Well, it's a bit more like. Well, it's you know, it's, it's become the normal model now. He's not actually going to be getting his hands dirty coaching the players or setting them up. He's just setting the environment and the structure. But um, he's so much like Steve Diamond. The one yes. Steve Diamond did that director of rugby thing. It lasted what weeks, days, well, no, minutes. No, he Dimes, he oh, went to be chief executive of the oh, club to so have a more more overall view of the whole club. No, no. What, see, what Sale were missing was. More Steve Diamond. That's what <laughs> yeah. the only pro, the only answer to all of Sales' problems was more Steve Diamond. So, <laughs> so that's what they prescribed, and that's what yeah, happened. He, he, and then... he went up into the boardroom and was sort of looking after the whole club, and then it wasn't going quite right. So he came down and he became forwards coach and director of rugby, <laughs> <laughs> and he's probably consultant backs coach, yeah. well, you know, defense, you, defense coach. If Leicester want to go places and they want to play like Leicester, don't waste your time. Go and get Steve Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> You'll enjoy it. You'll like it. Uh, I, I I thought Saracens were worth the victory. Yes. It, was, it was a bit of a frustrating game to watch, and I'd be frustrated if I was a Northampton fan um, because they 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 didn't have their best game, as you said. But that was partly that was partly just Saracens, yeah, strangling them slowly and uh, eking it out. And you, I, I I love the Borg, the Saracens. I do as well. I kind of love that that they're. And a lot of people talk about all the superstar names and stuff, but they they are actually better than the sum of their parts. Agreed. They're kind of like. 
it's kind of like going fishing and only catching one big fish and having to wait 12 hours for it. It's, it's, you can't enjoy highlights <laughs> of There is some amazing analogies yeah, coming well, out on this podcast you, today. It's not like you just go Black fishing. Black mambas and fishes. Yeah. You can't just go fishing and catch like 100 fish because that's like watching bath or whatever. Watching, <laughs> what? wa- watching Saracens, it's the, it's the whole enjoyment. You've got to start from minute one. You've got to appreciate all of the strategy. And then right at the end, when they get the final result, that's when you really understand what they've done. Right. So, so it's, it's like it's, going fishing, catching that one fish, but it takes you 12 hours to do so. So the highlights of Saracens are incomparable to the highlights of Bath, but if you have it as a whole experience of that game... Yes. Yeah. Mackerel fishing's fun, but so is big game fishing. <laughs> <laughs> and if you go in mackerel fishing, you want to bring back a big a big uh, net full, full of mackerel. Full of mackerel. That's, exactly. what, bath, that's what Bath do. Uh, Sarries just bide their tuna. time and, and get, 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 one get one marlin or a tuna. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. Yeah, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. So we're going to have to try and keep the animal analogies going through this. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> now, I know that, um, Phil, you've had your eye on the awards that have been done, the Aviva Premiership Awards. Yes, it was. Was it Wednesday night? It was Wednesday night. Because yeah. I thought it was a bit confusing that they conflicted with the championship playoff. Which we uh, should get onto in a bit. Yes. But um, did you see the awards? Do you see who got I saw who got Mark Durden Smith hitting the smashometer, which I thought they'd retired now. Not Mark Durden Smith, the, sm- the smashometer. I know. <laughs> Modern Smith's still working. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so um, you had top try scorer, obviously yep. Thomas Waldrum. Golden Boot. He's in the English. Oh, no, he's not. We'll he's come back to that. Golden Boot. Um, um, Andy Good. Oh, Andy Good. Yes! Andy Good got, got nice. the Golden Boot. Um, try of the season. Uh, hang on, hang on. It, uh, is it someone like Ben Young? Tom Young's? No, no, not, no, no, no. It's a prop, isn't it? <laughs> well, when I first saw the picture, I thought it was Dan Cole, but it was actually Joe Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> that's why I thought I read. Uh, did, you, did you tweet that? Yeah, uh, that's why that. I got confused. <laughs> so let's uh, and community, community oh, yeah. player of the year. Someone who's been injured all year. That sounds like someone's on parole. No, I, it, I don't know what it's for. I don't know. What the co- Mike, uh, Michael Patterson. I don't know. Hang no, on. no, it was um, Jamie George. Oh, okay. I, I think he, oh, good he, lad. He's keeping a few Why? of the local... What does it mean? No, local beef eaters, McDonald's, <laughs> KFCs. He's keeping them all going. <laughs> the micro-George economy. <laughs> they call it the George effect when he moves from town to town. <laughs> uh, Ulster, there was a similar uh, phenomenon when Nick Williams moved to Ulster. I bet there was. <laughs> So what about some alternative rugby awards? And this is where I'd like to invite you to maybe suggest uh, uh, an award name and a winner. At Rugby Podcast is where you can find us on Twitter. Of course, you're listening either via iTunes or via the Acast app. And thank you very much for that. Leave your feedback and your ratings and stuff um, on iTunes. So alternative end-of-season awards. What have you got, boys? So the first one I've gone for is the Rupeni Thau Thau Minimum Train Maximum Gain Award. Yeah. Someone who doesn't train very much. We get Well, Tom Croft. <laughs> no. He never trains, never plays, yeah, and goes but... on Lions tours. No, I've, for this season, I've given it to a Petty Fanua, who yeah. is, played, had 12 appearances for London Welsh, uh... didn't do very much by all accounts, and has somehow managed to get a lucrative contract for Leicester. Well done. Despite, well done, a Petty Fanua. Despite weighing 23 plus stone. Yeah, Leicester that's, that's really sort out the recruitment policy, don't they? I've got the Andy Goode Memorial Hairstyle of the Year. Um, <laughs> second place was Jack Knoll, but the winner was his Exeter Chiefs teammate, Luke Hyphen Mullet Dickey. Mullet Hyphen Dickey. Well done. <laughs> now I've got the Juliet Capulet Award. Wow. For dying, coming back to life. 
and then immediately dying again. Oh, oh uh, wasp season. You've just mentioned him. Oh, okay. Um, dying, dying. Tom Croft. Tom Croft. Tom Croft, ah, yes. Sorry. So, so last season he made three appearances all mm. season in the Aviva mm. and then played the first game in, well, played his first game in September in the 45 nil hammering uh, by Bath and then immediately had another 12 weeks out uh, with further knee surgery. Oh, God. And then in December he came back and he played uh, eight league games. Two European Championship Champions Cup games and three games for England. Wow! Before then, dislocating his shoulder again wow. and being out for the rest and of the season. And this guy wanted more money from Leicester, is it? <laughs> I've got. He wanted a contract. Just wanted I've, a contract. I've got the Babysitters Club Award going to Rob Baxter for the young players <laughs> that have come through at Exeter Chiefs this year. <laughs> Could easily go to Saracens that as well, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got, got the Jordan Turner Hall. Celebrating the best legs for a back award. Mm. Well, it goes Jordan to the hill, right? Not this season. Best oh, legs for oh, a back. Oh, I tell you, you used to have good legs. Uh, Twigger um, Marla. Just quads. <laughs> yeah. Just a body. Best and legs for a back. Which back's got awesome legs? Um, uh, well, Luton Callister. George Ford's got great. This is Aviva Premiership. Well, not George Ford. George North's got excellent quads. <laughs> he does. He does. Bolding. I've gone for a newbie on the scene. Uh-huh. Bath's Chris Cook. Oh, nice. Yeah, who for a shredded. Yeah, for a scrum half. His legs are very yeah, nice. That's very good. <laughs> uh, the, the Tats Amazing Award, um, Richard Hibbard made an effort to try and steal that one, but it's still <laughs> given to Matt Banahan Matt for Banahan. tattoos. Still. Banners! Has he, has he won the George, for- George North Massive Winger Award? <laughs> <Yes. laughs> yeah. We've also been duking yeah. it out for the last five seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been fairly one way, actually. And the... Um, the Wordsmith Award, well, it was going to go to Nick Mullins for some of his brilliant analogies during BT Sport commentary, but the uh, the Wordsmith Award goes to Eddie Butler. Bonjour, man, Kaiser. <laughs> the services to did, the French language. Did you see Nick Mullins uh, this weekend when Bath scored the, I think it was George Ford's try to put them at least 20 points ahead, and he said, Bath aren't going to Twickenham. They're not? They're roaring to Twickenham. Oh right, are they? I just saw Nick. Are they going or not? Can you can you please can you please clear? Please them? clarify, because I was hoping to what? see him at the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> I thought this meant that they were going to Twickenham. Oh, I, I, I still think he's uh, the ball ball of barbed wire is, is still my personal favourite. Oh yeah, rolling ball of barbed wire. Rolling ball of barbed wire. Uh, we, we need to go to Sonotti, a bo- we, we need to go to a uh, an actual bowling alley with a ball of barbed wire and see how effective it is. Well, I was thinking this. Have you ever seen a five ton cable drone? No, but I haven't. They're big beasts. So I'm guessing maybe that's what he meant. Maybe, maybe. background in construction. Yeah, maybe he's a military construction background. Mm. Makes sense. And he's got a five-ton rolling ball of barbed wire because that would be difficult to stop. He's still the finest analogy maker in the world. Oh, he is. He, he totally is. He's a national treasure. Ahead so, of you, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> at Rugby Podcast, tweet us with a rugby award, and we'll mention it on next week's podcast. There was a lot of reaction to Gloucester against Connor in the European Cup playoff. There, there was. Obviously, Gloucester have advanced to the, the final playoff where they will take on Bordeaux. Uh, Bordeaux Bagels. I think if I were Bordeaux and their fans, I'd be a bit disappointed that that final is in Worcester. Like I know. 15 miles, 20 miles away from Gloucester. From Gloucester, yeah. It's a bit of an advantage, isn't it? It is a bit. Um, but it does mean that there's two uh, finals at six ways this week. 
Oh is, yeah, of course yeah, it is. Which is a, oh, yeah. a, a Quite big very week good in f- six ways history. It, is, it certainly is. Certainly better than the past couple of seasons but, in yes. six ways history. But, but, and it was one of, the game, one of the best games we've seen in a long time. Yeah, it was a really good game. Both I teams tried to play rugby. Didn't a- extra it. time, of course. Yeah, some free rugby. Me and Jay, every game we watch this weekend, we're kind of hoping, hope, for, free hoping for free rugby. Because all bar Bath could have gone that way. Uh, and then we finally got one with the last game of the weekend. Um, but the the reason it went into free rugby mm. was because two minutes to go, uh, Gloucester seven points down, and he gave a penalty to Gloucester that categorically should have been a penalty to Connor. It was a dreadful decision. Terrible for Connor. Did Pat Lamb say anything about this? Because he likes to have a little whinge. Well, th- just going back to what we talked about with post-match interviews and how Richard Cockrell showed a little bit of a lack of class, but not... Nothing we weren't expecting from Cockers uh, in just moaning about his injuries rather than, you know, being respectful to his opposition and waiting for another day to dissect it in that way. Um, Pat Lamb said, yeah, it was a it was a difficult decision to take, but those happen when you're in professional rugby and you've got to swallow it and move on. I'm gutted for the boys because they work really hard. But he, he was he, he didn't inflame it, which... I think if if and we talk about Steve Diamond and Richard Cockrell, if they'd have been on the receiving end of that decision, it yeah. would have been. It would. Uh, fortunately for the game, that's not all everyone's talking about because it was an amazing game. But had someone else been the director of rugby of Connor, that is all anyone would, would be talking about. Yes. So yeah. I say well, nice one, Pat Lamb, for, for for that. Absolutely. But let's just go over that decision once again. So so if you haven't seen it, Jay, I haven't. So here's it right. So uh, let me stop it. Oh, uh, oh. there. Right. So, we have got a ruck um, forming and Gloucester are defending. Connacht player, you can see him just gone down. There's the ball. Mm-hmm. You can see a Gloucester player just very quick coming over the ball. Mm-hmm. Go with the scrum cap there. John Afoa is in the way of the Connacht players getting to the Gloucester guy who's trying to get his hands on the ball. Okay. And one, one person you can't see from that shot yeah. is Tom Palmer, who is basically lying on top of the ball. So let's move it on a little there's, bit. There's Tom Palmer. There's Tom Palmer. So John Afoa gets smashed out the way. That's okay. fine. Right? And there's a Gloucester player still trying to fight for the ball. Connor can't clear him out because Tom Palmer is just lying in the way the of the ball, side. on the wrong side, not moving. Yeah. It's not like he's trying to move, and this is what's upset. Who took the ball in? Connor. Connor. Uh, and just watch oh, Tom right. Palmer. Watch Tom Palmer. Still in the way, still in the way. Still in the way, still in the way. Roman Poit. Just Penal- lie in the Penalty what? against Connor. Yeah. And he's right. He's right in the sense that Gloucester get their hands on the ball, but Connor can't clear the guy out because well, Tom Palmer's just lying on the wrong side. Yeah, they do get on the guy, to be fair. No, but look at this guy coming in. Yeah, I know, look at this guy coming in. Like, would, you, okay. you would just smash. Let me just play devil's advocate. I don't think there's a penalty either way here, actually. But... <laughs> If I was to play devil's advocate, I'd say that guy who's standing on Tom Palmer now is more interested in standing on Tom Palmer than he is getting the Gloucester player off the ball. Because that Gloucester player is firmly on that ball and he's supporting his own weight. But look at number 22. He has to go right around Tom Palmer instead of driving straight through the Gloucester player. Look, just watch 22. He could drive. He could actually try and just drive the Gloucester player off the ball, but he has to walk around Tom Palmer and can't get to him. You know me, I'm all for letting the boys play. I don't think that's... No, but I I know this. What the referees get told to do is, number one, the first thing to look at is the defender. Yeah. That's the first thing you look at when you assess a ruck. The first thing you look at, has the defender made a positive move? 
then you then you then you look at has the attacker made a positive move, i.e., i.e., laid the ball back, not holding on. The first offence is Tom Palmer. So are you saying the more egregious offence is Tom Palmer? Because they seem to happen at the same time, right? Yeah, because that... that so the Tom Palmer offence... Affects the rest of the ruck. Re- yeah, okay. Okay, you can see that. I mean, I, I, I'd be really upset if I was a Connacht fan. Yeah, I would, as, I, as would I. I think if they don't give a penalty either way, I'd be happy with that. But it did mean that we got one of the tries of the season. Yeah. Can I see that? With the last play. Have you not seen it no, yet? No, I've not seen it. Oh, the Johnny May try. I'm not a Johnny May fan. Yeah, it was something else. It was... Uh... Is this like you weren't a Banham fan? No, I, <laughs> I think with Johnny May, um, it's kind of like Shane Williams. And I know I shouldn't say anything bad about Shane Williams because... Um, You're Welsh. I'm Welsh and, you know... He's a hero. I, you know, I, I probably will never be able to go back to Wales again. But <laughs> I sometimes felt with um, Shane Williams, he was... He was allowed too many errors because he scored a lot of tries, and sometimes it didn't come off. In fact, more often or not, he'd get caught, especially at like really, really high high level, and waste an opportunity because he'd back himself rather than that did create some great tries. What he has in his locker though is the try he scored against New Zealand four minutes in. Yep. Yes. And he's got the try he scored for Gloucester. Yeah, I know, but they still lost that game, did they not? Uh, against New Zealand, they did. Yeah. So I mean, if he scored three of those tries, I'm all for it. But you can't do one every six months. Uh, he doesn't do one every six months. He does. He yeah, scores. He does. Scores some great tries. He scores some he sensational yeah. tries, and he also months. he also creates some good tries for other people. If you saw the uh, Challenge Cup final, which I know you did because we were watching it together, um, he set up a brilliant try for twelve threes. He almost went eighty meters in that and got tap tackled at the last second. He is very. He is good at certain. He's very good at certain things. He's very fast. But I just think there's wingers out there. Uh, you know. I'm just trying to think. You pick Christian, you're, you're, Wade. You're, you're, Christian Wade is a far better version of Johnny May. Than no, Johnny May. I, dis- no, I disagree. What? His defensive frailties are greater than oh, Johnny May on. if you watch him. Johnny May's positioning uh, and kick returning is excellent. No, I'm far sorry. better than Christian Wade I'm, if you watch the two no, of them. No, no. The, 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 the Christian Wade hating bandwagon now has got to search. Uh, oh, I don't hate him. We... The evidence points. Uh, Points the other way, Phil. Well, no, we'll get he's it. not as good as Johnny May. We'll get on to the England squad in just a minute because I thought you might have something to say <laughs> about that one. But uh, yeah, let's just let's just celebrate what was an absolutely awesome game. Connacht will be devastated. Gloucester fans have argued, well, there was plenty of decisions during the game that Roman Poir got wrong in the other in the yeah. other way. You just don't want games to be decided by bad decisions. You want fairness and equal both sides, but you don't want to you don't want to talk about the referee. And we don't like talking about the referees too much. But let me show you this wonder try, Jay. Laidlaw's just nailed a penalty to put them one point into the lead. Mm-hmm. And this is the kick return. Oh, so they, wow. they collect the, the kickoff. Darren Davidu. Yeah, the all-important oh, scorer, Johnny May, is oh, sensing adventure. He's sensing another try. That's brilliant. 12 trees onwards to Mix. Inside ball for 12 trees. Kept alive. Johnny oh, May to finish. Wow. What a way to finish. That is, yeah. that is spectacular. <laughs> Very gracious of you to admit that no, that was it, quite good. It is good. It is good, right? But there's players that do electric things, things like that who are better all-round players. That's what oh. I'm saying. <laughs> like right. most of the, like some of the wasps backline. Right. For okay. All right. But yeah. All right. Very very good. Well done, Johnny Mee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. So Gloucester advanced that final, and they'll play Bordeaux, um, mm. as we mentioned, at six ways. So let's talk the England squad then. Because 50-man team, the biggest England squad that's ever been assembled by an England head coach. <laughs> this is just a wider training squad. And Stuart Lancaster, well, it, it was no surprises really, was it, the squad? There was, there well, was, was it? I there mean, was a couple w- of people missing, but there was no one who got in there who was a real shock. I mean, you could argue that Itodji, um 
is a bit surprising. It's you could argue that Luke hyphen mullet hyphen Dicky. Yeah, was surprising. Yeah, those two. But besides that, it's fairly slow. Rather than going, rather than going in oh. depth about the actual squad, because everyone's seen it and people, you know, people, we've had time to digest. Our- a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Thoughts. What about if we, if Stuart Lancaster called us up, uh, the rugby podcast said, boys, you, you guys, call. That's what you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> you went, you guys, you guys know rugby and your listeners are, the most uh, intelligent, informed rugby group that there is about. Can you please, you've got three wild card decisions, just in case there's something I've missed or something I've got wrong. Can you just try and clean up the mess I, I may have made? So three changes were allowed. Mm-hmm. Stuart Lancaster squad. Who would you have in and who would you have out? Jay, okay. I know you're very... Okay. Okay. You, well, you go for one first. I, uh, well, before I do, I know you don't want me to do this, Tim, but I'm going to anyway. I need to get my cricket bat out and go into bat for, bat for James Haskell. I read a, a article earlier on this week, which is basically what, what we would, what we're doing now. So you're not answering the question. Oh, no, right, okay. not, not immediately. <laughs> right? Okay. And this, this is like question time when you just this journalist going, right. in the Times came out and just rinsed Haskell. He isn't good enough. He doesn't do enough things. He's not intelligent enough. And it's just the bitterness towards Haskell, which I can't stand. And anyone who thinks that Haskell isn't good enough to play for England well, doesn't that's... understand the game well enough. He's been to France. He's that's been not to... the question. No, <laughs> I'm so Wait, angry stop with it. This so is one journalist. So... If, if we if we were just going to spend the podcast complaining about things journalists get wrong, then Stephen Jones is all we talk about yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, that's true. Stephen Jones has banned me, but um, it's actually he's, he's blocked us blocked on Twitter. Us. Yeah, ridiculously. Um, I, th- I think okay, that's, I think so, that's a right of passage for any true rugby fan is to be blocked <laughs> by Stephen Jones. Having said that, I I'm going to get rid of Burgess. I think it's absolutely ludicrous he's there. He's uh, starting for Bath. He is. Starting I'm for... actually going to come to his oh, defence. And by the way, who's the, who was the best back rower on the field uh, towards the end of the game? Comfortably, Carl Ferns. Carl Ferns did have a very good 30 minutes. Wow. The best back rower was Francois Lowe. Mm, yeah, yeah. Okay. But he made a good impact. So, um, so you get rid of Burgess. Okay, fine. Uh, and I'm... who would you bring in for him? Steph, not Big Dave. B- Steph, Big Dave, both both get in. In fact, hit, <laughs> well, hit. one one change, Jay. One hit. change. No, you said three changes, no? <laughs> three okay, changes. Okay, what would your three ins and three outs be? Okay, so my two definite ins are Stefan and the Big Dave, and my definite out is Stuart Lancaster. <laughs> um, <laughs> he would rather he would rather lose nobly than win disgracefully, and that isn't the kind of guy that, that I want. He. Who, who would Stefan and Big Dave come in for apart from Burgess? Burgess and... Well, Burgess has to... Uh, Rob Shaw. <laughs> you get, <laughs> get rid of the captain. Callum Clark. 
Wilcox is a very good player. Yeah, yeah but he's not. I, I would. I, I could. Armitage, is he? I could accept getting rid of Kvezic. Kvezic's yeah. another one. Yeah. I mean, all these players. I mean, Wondrum, You could have a whole new back. Uh, back I, I'd, get, I'd get Kvezic out, and I'd get Stefan Armitage in. If I, I if I had carte blanche to just choose and change the rules, I'd I'd get Kvezic out, and it, I'd probably like bring, bring Big Dave in. Stuart Lancaster wants Big to, Dave, yeah, Big Dave. You is Stuart Lancaster wants to tick all the boxes. Like we're building for the future. No, you're not, Stuart. You better win th- this World Cup right now because <laughs> there will be no future for you if you don't win this World Cup. If you don't get out of the group stages, you're done. I think it's so, it's self selfless for Stuart Lancaster. Are you not to, are you, to I, build the the profile of the country? But do, do you know what? I was expecting you to say Christian Wade should be in. Christian Wade, look, there's too many changes for me to make. <laughs> there, there genuinely is. Phil, what would you do then? Um, I'd probably drop either Dixon or Wigglesworth for Joe Simpson. Now, I know he's, oh, I know he's another one. I know he's, Amen. I know he's carrying an injury at the moment and he will be considered Let's assume, when, let's when assume he was fit right now. I'm totally with you. Yes, um, but... If he's, if he's going to be considered when he's fit, that means you've got five scrum halves in the squad, so there's no point in that. So I'd drop one of those two. Yeah. Probably uh, Dixon. Yeah, same. Mm. Um, um, no, I'd probably drop Wigglesworth, but that's fine. Um, yeah. yeah I'd, either or. Either or. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Luke Cowan-Dickey, yeah, I could go with that. Um, As in dropping? Drop him uh, and slot Jamie George in there. Yeah. Who I think has been He's very... had a great season. Yeah, very but good. Stuart Lancaster doesn't care about form. He's not interested in who's playing well. He's He's got a clique and that's it. But do you, think, so, do you think some of them he's going, I know which hookers I'm taking and Luke Cowendick, he's not making my squad. But uh, I, want, I want to get him in the international but environment. But should they just be like that's... a reward for the best players? Yeah, I, I agree with you. Get, get, rid of, get, get rid of Stefan for a second. For what it's worth, I agree with you. Um... Yeah, exactly. So the, all the lads in Exeter that aren't quite there. I don't think Kvezic has earned a place in the England no. squad. No. He's a, he, he's a, fair enough, he's, a, he's an out-and-out seven. We don't have many of them, but I just I don't think he's good enough. I'd rather move players like um, Tom Wood to seven. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather... Even Callum Clark can't play seven for Northampton. I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather I them. I don't Clark. think Kvezic earns it, so he's out of my squad and big day viewers. He's in. And do you know, uh, the only thing I would say about Kvezic, and I agree with you, I don't, I've not seen him play well for a while... But Gloucester fans love him at the moment. They, they think he's been their best player down, down, down the stretch. There might be something in it, but I, I just feel like Stuart Lancaster's got a clique and, and, and that's it. You can't get in. But you, you can't no, even score the most tries and get in. You, you say that about the clique, but Nick Easter broke into that clique. Yep. Um, mm. Which was against everyone's expectations. But why Nick Easter and not Thomas Waldron? People, yeah, people were moaning for ages, Danny Cipriani, um, and he got, and he got, he got yeah. a look in. I, mean, I think if, it, if it, back to Clive Woodward days when he just purely picked on form, you might even see someone like Banahan. I mean, it was, yeah, one game and all the rest of it. But he's had a good end, end, end of season. <sighs> he has when he's got um, the space made for him and he can run the tries in. There, there's going uh, to be a lot of tears this World Cup. Just one question going back to the Bath game. If Miles Benjamin had been playing, how do you think that would have gone? The unstoppable force versus the immovable <laughs> object. I don't know. Jay's only other man crush <laughs> in rugby, and Miles Anthony Benjamin. Allen. I mean, Fancy Allen was there to pull the strings. Oh, yeah. Miles Benjamin's finish it. I, I mean, mean, if Miles Benjamin had been, play, had been playing for Connor, then then that, that clear out, even even Tom Palmer lying on the floor, Miles Benjamin would have, would have <laughs> oh, cleaned that out. No worries. Yeah, we should have gone for the um, award for excellent rucking, Miles Benjamin. <laughs> Hey, he's just a bit, a bit off his timing, and next year will be Miles Benjamin's year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. But, so then. Oh, sorry. Well, whilst we're on this, Molin Yard, England player? Don't think so. No, I, I think he, I think he is. I think he's had a tough season. Not in form, though. No, 
he, when he gets the opportunities, he is a superb finisher. When he gets the opportunity from, from and, the, and he can Just change like angle like a housefly. Yeah. <laughs> now, the, the other England squad that's been announced for this game against the Barbarians. So, yes. so 50 players were announced in the wider squad. Yeah. And then they've announced uh, a 24-man squad for this, this game this weekend. Only 10 of them are from the 50. What? So there's another 14 players who aren't even in the 50. So that's 64 players he's up to. Does it, does it make any sense, that, at all? I'm a little bit confused by that, I must admit. No, I, no, that's you being diplomatic. Does it make any sense? Um, I'm a little bit confused. Yeah. Well, no. you know, I, I don't have the bigger picture, Jay. I, we're getting. Well, no, he's, treating, he's very much treating this like a development fifteen. It's not. Yes. A, it's not. It's a, not a development fifty. How many more? <laughs> yeah. you know, how many more developments do you need? Yeah, but it is nice to see some players in there. So Alex Lewington, I'm really pleased yeah. he's in because he's had a superb season, and, he, and he, was, he was one of my like really really dark horses for the fifty man squad. What a terrible phone call to get though, if you're Alex Lewington. Alex, you're in the England squad. Brilliant. But, for the barbarians, but, oh, uh, not so much. But other lads, Josh Bowman, uh, Jack Clifford, who we've mentioned quite mm. a few times, um, Mark Wilson, who we've mentioned exactly. on oh, a few occasions, Alex Waller as well. There's some very good, talented young players there. So it's I, I like that squad, but it's just like the whole thing is a little bit confusing. It is a bit. It is. I agree. Um, I completely lost my train of thought then. Completely. Oh yeah, no, no. What I was going to say is, even though, even if you're Alex Lewington, it's great to be involved. For example, another guy's like that. Great to be involved. And also, it's you know, it's not a proper England cap, but you're still going there. You're still getting all your stash. I mean, yeah, we, we know how stash. we mm. know how good it feels to open some Canterbury stash. Oh, hang on. What's this? What's this over here? That that deli- you know you, they're gonna Ooh. they're gonna go and they'll say what size here you go Alex here's all your here's all your stash this, just like JB's got all your you've got all your Canterbury stash there. This is the sound there. of brand new Canterbury stash. <laughs> Ooh, what have we got here? It's very nice, good colour scheme. Yeah, well, I've got a red workout top. I'm gonna get massive with all these workout tops. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, how, that's how, how it works. works. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it works, Jay. Uh, oh, uh, what's, what's this? And the other phrase that Body? maybe maybe is applicable is all the gear, no idea. <laughs> Uh, yeah, perhaps. perhaps. On, just some uh, good news for my rehabilitation phase. Yes, uh, po- post-operative. Um, I'm now bench pressing more than my 50 kilogram girlfriend. Wow! Not more than she weighs. I'm not benching 50 kilograms. Oh, good. But she, <laughs> I'm benching more than she can bench, which oh. is which is 40 kilograms. Superb. Good. Uh, Phil's coming, coming back back to rugby. Have you announced this? Is that is that true? He's coming back to Broughton Park. No. Signed for Broughton Park as a rugby consultant. This is unconfirmed. It un- is unsubstantiated. Slanderous defamation. Part of the uh, coach, Be- coach Beardmore coaching team. Do, do, do you want to hear some? Uh, do you want to hear some Honey Badge bloopers? Uh, yes. yes. He's been doing a beef advert, and uh, this is some bloopers from that. Take two on eight. Nick Cummins, rugby union winger. Right, last time was a bit of straight as a bowing off, but that was bloody right down the gut. Baked beans. Gee, that'll get your bum playing up. Actually, there are a few uh, jokes about. Yeah, pitching tents. All right, Felix, this is how you don't do it. <laughs> okay. Has he been listening to our podcast about pitching tents? I think he might, yeah, he might have done. Uh, he must have been. Yeah. He's talking to a kid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Crikey. Oh! <laughs> and he gets it straight away. <laughs> so he's, they're, they're trying to pass through a target and Nick Cummings took about 50 goes to do it and the kid just did it first time. That middle uh, peg, I was Bloody struggling kids. like a one-armed banjo player for about, I don't know, three quarters of it. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That wasn't a good high five. <laughs> and then we whack this big fella right on the... <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what he said. I want to know what he said. It's like a... It's like a... 
griddle pan. I don't know what you could have called it. This oh Jay's getting undressed. Yeah, it's a, not, a, not a pretty sight. Uh, pipe down. Do you want to hear something <laughs> else awesome? Uh, yes. So Paul O'Connell, le- awesome, leading monster in the stand up and fight after yes. the Ospreys win. Oh, not, this is a new one. This is Paul O'Connell leading yes, his monster men. So they're in the changing room after their win. Come on, Paulie. until you hear the bell. Stand toe to toe, trade blow for blow. Keep watching till you make your punch yourself and show that crowd what you know. Until you reach the bell, that final bell. This way it gets good. Stand up and fight like hell. Stand up and fight until you hear the bell. Stand toe for toe, trade blow for blow. Rugby song? Best rugby I, song? I think so. It's yeah. definitely better than the ones that Athens do. I hate that song. Which one? Because oh, here they do, they we do. go. No, no, that's a great Dum. song. Dum. The Ricky Tiki Tonga. Yeah, I hate that song so much. Amasawaya. <laughs> Jay, now you've put on that Canterbury top. Mm-hmm. You do look like you've been working out. I have been working out. God, you're you've looking got good. instantly bigger yeah, wearing that top. Definitely. Uh, Shoulders, mm. chest, arms. Uh, do I look more handsome in Canterbury? I mean, your waist looks smaller, but everything else looks bigger. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird, isn't it? It's an incredible fit. I, I, I think it's this uh, Canterbury fabric and the technology involved. Yes, I think so. Mm. <laughs> we'll have to get something to give away as a bit of a prize, won't we? Yeah, that, we that's could, a good idea. but have you ever tried to give away something in Canterbury? It... it it pulls on your heart. <laughs> I, I can't do it. We'll, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. It's all so special. The Pro 12 then, I think, Phil, you should be our, uh, you should give us a little round, rundown of the Pro 12, mainly because I didn't see any of it. <laughs> oh, oh yes, I'll play. Did, you, did, you, did you, Jay? I did, actually. I watched the um, Ulster-Glasgow game. Oh, don't get me started. Well, congratulations. I'll tell you what, JB, let, let, let Phil have a chat. Have a bicky while you're oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Five minutes ago, a heroic performance by Ulster. Um, going to Glasgow where they just lost by 20 points the previous week um, and were winning from the first minute until the 75th minute when uh, Finn Russell created a try in, for uh, DTH van der Merwe, the South African-Canadian who's playing in Scotland. He <laughs> uh, went over in the corner and then fair play to Finn Russell because he had a conversion from the touchline and absolutely nailed it from the wrong side for right footed kicker um, okay. to, to break m- my poor little heart on my birthday as well yeah it was my it's my Phil birthday turned, Phil turned 30 <sighs> on the day that his Ulsterman got knocked out in in his first season being an Ulster fan how would you reflect on your season as an Ulster fan Phil up and down there's times when I thought everything was going right and then there's times when everything was going wrong, from injuries to yellow cards to just uh, missed line-outs and mm. fr- frustration. Glasgow, enjoy it while you can. It won't last. But um, I, I enjoyed I really enjoyed my good. first they're, season they're, they're being an Ulster fan. They're all good for the future as well, don't they? Who? Ulster. Uh, Ulster. I mean, they've got so, some, lethal weapons out wide. Yeah, they've got I mean, some, some The good... whole backline is good, to be fair. Yeah, they've got a great backline. And 
losing tight head prop and second row, the two South Africans. Don't do it, cockers. It did. It did <laughs> have an effect, but uh, Glasgow was still very good. Yeah. And, and probably just worth the win. And it'll be it'll be an interesting final. The one one thing I would say was the uh, Niku Nico Matualu, his dive, mm. uh, making a meal of the. That was disgraceful. What was a, a little bit of a, a... I didn't see that. A little bit of a hug um, from Ulster. Well, it wasn't quite an Uge, but it was getting on for it. It was, yeah. Was it more of a um, Habana? Uh, it was just he made a meal of it. it. He wasn't hurt. He wasn't injured. He wasn't even blocked. He just threw himself on the floor. Well, I suppose the thing about um, Glasgow is they've got, as I said before, the Pep Guardiola rugby, who's either going to be the next Scotland coach or the next Leicester coach, I'm, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they did well. But, it's the sort of it's the sort of thing that, that Brad Thorne wouldn't stand for if he was on that park. He's retiring, yeah. and best we talk about a lot about Sam Burgess, but there is the best dual code international who had the of worst all time. Res- um, who yes. had the worst but, retirement. Quick sorry, who, worst retirement: Stephen Gerrard or <laughs> Brad Thorne. The worst weekend. For- the thing, the difference is Stephen Gerrard won the Champions League, but never won the Premiership and won absolute bugger all with England. Brad Thorne's won the World Cup. Heineken Cup, Heineken Cup, Super Rugby, so, Super Rugby, Tri Nations. In that care. case, Bradthorne had a better weekend than yeah. Stephen Gerrard. Yeah, I reckon so because Brad, Bradthorne's sort of walking out, head held high. But Stephen Gerrard is going for three hundred thousand pound a week. That's a lot of money. Los, I've heard Los that's quite a bit of money. Yeah, apparently that's so, quite a lot. You could employ th- fifty-two Stefan Armitages a year for that. <laughs> uh, George, yeah, yeah, good. but, but, the, but the, and the Premiership is going to be worse off for having a guy like that who, who is a legend of the game, Brad Thorne. Um, but one out, one in. George Smith to Wasps. What about that? That's an interesting move because all the talk was that he's taking one of their uh, marquee signing places. Apparently not. Oh really? No, they've not. They've not used the marquee signing place. for him. No. Oh. which is even better. But it, you know that what? is even like better. I, I hope they do use a marquee signing. Well, I don't like it, and this is why. Because I love the build of Wasps Wasp Pack, which is carry, carry, carry. But it means you can have Ashley Johnson moving to Hooker have, to, to do more carrying from Hooker. But you could have that anyway, and then I have got an idea. Why don't you put put. Carl Ferns and the Wasp back row. <laughs> you keep saying Johnson at Hooker. I, th- I, I think we've cracked what's going to happen, haven't we? I reckon basically whoever wins the championship playoff final is going to announce Carl Ferns as a signing. I think you could well, you could be right well, there. Well done. You Tim. could be right there, Tim. Which we've not talked. We've not actually spoke spoke about. Well, we should talk about that because uh, that was in terms of intensity and and passion and uh, that was a captivating game, wasn't it? It really was. And a nation holds its holds its breath. <laughs> I'm going to get the sad music out again Big Gav He's out of the final second leg But is he out the World Cup? I mean that's what everyone in Wales wants to know <laughs> Well I didn't know until uh, yesterday Big Gav has never graced a World Cup no, um, What? No he hasn't Unless he, he went with Gareth no, Jenkins He has never graced a World Cup There was a whole article in the rugby paper on it I know He was He, he first played for Wales Do you know what year? Oh. Yes, it's going to be 1998. 19... <laughs> How old no, is he? No, I'll go for 2002. No, right. 2002. It's 2001. Wow. Uh, but he, he didn't make the 2003, we the 2007, the 2011. Oh. So this will be four consecutive Miss World Cups if he doesn't make it. He should. Yeah. And is there any coincidence? I mean, you know, I, I know you, there are lies, damn lies and statistics, as someone famously once said, but just look at the statistics and I think they bear out. Gavin Henson's never been to a World Cup. Wales have never won a World Cup. Yeah. You know, fuck.
Is that I don't co- want to draw the comparison, the, the line between the two. It looks pretty I'm, obvious to me, clear cut. I yes. would ask, is that correlation or causation? Co- uh, it seems like a cause causation. And to me. Causation. Cause, cause and effect. It's definite. Newton, definite. I think it's Newton's fifth law. Yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately, um, Bristol are shorn of three lions because Ian Ian Evans is, is out. Yeah. Ryan Jones is out. Gavin Henson is out. That's a lot of money. To it's be a losing. lot of lions to be losing. Yeah. But quite apart from that. Um, they've got to go to Worcester and, and win and throw the kitchen sink at Worcester, who go into Bristol, and I just want to say, start of the season, I called Worcester going up. Oh, no. I said they had so many young players, and do you know one of the young players that uh, Tom Biggs. impressed me most? He was, <laughs> a guy, was a guy that impressed me uh, when Worcester were already re- already relegated last year, and uh, um, the, the prop, uh, Rapava. I know the guy you mean. Really flipping good scrummager. The loose, he is the loose such a good scrummager. It's a weird shape it- yeah, well, his he... legs are humongous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he has got real wide hips, smallish upper body, but real, real wide hips. Real Not big, always a good sign. Thighs. I, you love Ashley Johnson. There's a yeah. man with yeah. hips on him. Yeah, uh, it, it's was a, gonna... it was a hell of a game though. Mm. I, I love the, that. That first half was so exciting. Uh, just to try Morgan when he gets the ball. I mean, Matthew Morgan versus Ryan Lamb. You you, you pay money for that yeah. every day of the week. That Bristol number eight as well, uh, Mitch Ed. He look- He's an athlete, isn't he? Yeah, he looked do, good. Do you, do you think he's like the second incarnation of Dan Ward-Smith? <laughs> Bristol number eight, kind of underneath the radar. Oh, man, I think he's one of the best players that didn't get an England cap. He's yeah, just, he just got an injury at a horrible Dan time. Ward-Smith. Yeah, did, did he get one England cap no, or did he never, he never was, get he, one? He was due to be called up, and was played he? but he got injured. It was, uh, was he injured for Wasps? Was he injured for Bristol? Injured for Bristol. It was when he was playing for Bristol. That he, and, uh, yeah, because... He came up through all the lower leagues with Plymouth Albion and from like five leagues down... Took them almost like just got just missed out on getting to the Premiership. Went to Bristol, who who beat them to the Premiership, and was just awesome. I think I'm right in saying he was make, meant to make his debut the same game as Sean Perry made his de- de- debut. Yeah, because Sean, Sean, I'm sure Sean Perry made his debut and was vice captain on the day he made his debut. Daniel Smith had possibly uh, we were talking about quads earlier. If he was if he when he played he he would win the best legs award. <laughs> his, his his quads were incredible, mm. absolutely incredible. Oh, well. Uh, there was one last thing I was, was going to say about the game. Oh yeah, that was that when they played. Tell me if I'm wrong here. Did it look to you as if it's two teams that haven't needed to make a tackle for six months? <laughs> that, first, that the first, first half. half yeah. Yes, and then yeah. at half time they probably both got a bit of a. Guys, you professional rugby players. Guys, go and do you remember yeah. defence? Do you remember? That? Oh god, yeah. <laughs> we drawing did a... on whiteboards and stuff. Oh, tackle. God, yeah. yeah, we did a couple of sessions pre-season, I think. <laughs> 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 yeah, d- dusting off their playbooks. What blitz? Blitz, coach. What's this? <laughs> I think uh, Bristol will be back and they're going to be back with with, uh, with a plum. Do you think both teams will be back all of a sudden with a ring-fenced 14-team premiership? I hope so. Not, not this year. Next year, though. Maybe. I think there will be a bit more of a push for it, but not this year. Well, whoever loses this final is going to go up next year, surely. Um, surely. You'd, you'd expect so. Because London Welsh aren't going to bounce back up, are they? Well, they might do because they've got six million pound or something. Uh, the the payout. They've, they've made a few signings. They've signed Dan Leo, and they've managed to get rid of all That's their a good signing, isn't it? Uh, he's it's all right. Isn't he the Irish at the moment? Yeah, uh, yeah. Didn't, but he's not really playing. Really what's, getting, what's, uh, what's, what's word from in, from inside the camp? Um, he wasn't getting. He wasn't getting in the squad, and his discipline is. Uh, and this isn't word from the squad, by the way. This is just. <laughs> this is my own observations uh, okay. as, a, as a rugby as someone who watches London Irish mm-hmm. quite a lot. Mm-hmm. He uh, his, his discipline is um, is pretty shocking, and he he didn't he didn't 
do the business. I, I, I imagine he probably got brought in on quite good money at Irish and hasn't done yeah, the business. Yeah, from Perpignan. Um, um, yeah. But yeah, so they managed to, they've brought in a few players. They've also managed to get rid of a lot of their weakest players to Leicester Tigers who are taking anybody the, and everybody the Leicester Tigers. I think Fanu, you watch out Fanua next year is a 20 minute impact man if if he gets that's a if, very specialised role isn't it <laughs> you know. if, he, if he loses three stone I can see it if he doesn't lose three stone then he'll be doing exactly the same as what he's Leicester, done Leicester's this year. recruitment policy now is get rid of all the established guys bring in some people from Italy because they are f- famously good in the Pro 12 um, and then <laughs> so, you know Let's talk about Leicester and signings and yes. looking ahead next week. We've got, we've got the Premiership that final, be... we've got the Pro 12 final, we've got the Championship final, we've got the playoff just, for the Europe final. Just one thing on the, the other Pro 12 game that we've not yet mentioned, the Munster-Ospreys game. I don't know if either of you saw it. Nope. But Munster, with a better team for the majority of it, they conspired to throw it away but with uh, CJ Stander passing to Reese Webb. Did he? Reese Webb had the easiest try he will ever score. By, because he received the ball with a clear running from CJ Stander, and then they, they allowed um, Hassler, Jeff Hassler, to coast in from 40 yards. And then Josh Matavesi scored the winning try after 80 minutes, but it got called back for a knock on, which was oh! which was correct. It was a it was a great, it's a good game, great finish. But Munster, you felt, were always the better team, but were imploding a little bit. Yeah. Well, as soon as Toulon signed the. Um... Signed the career killer, which is known as Dan Bigger. Uh, Ospreys are going to be right. Let's uh, let let's let's match up the two teams in the Premiership final and pick, you know, head to head and pick our fifteen between the two teams. So, loose head prop, Paul James or Mako Vinopola? Paul I, James. I'd go Mako. I'd go Mako. Well, you're mad. He offers more on the park. Hooker, James is a Hooker. now Ross Batty started ahead of Rob Webber, so does that mean we should Rob R- Ross Batty, who didn't get included in the England squad? But I might, I might put him. Yeah. One a, the, the one A and one B. That's why it comes. You know, it doesn't really matter which so, one you so first. So Batty, Webber, or, um, or Jamie George, or Scout Brits, who was ill this week. Well, let's just say it's not Scout Brits because I don't think it will be because it hasn't been, been all season. I think. I, well, I'd say Batty to be fair. I go Webber. Well, I'd probably call Jamie George on this on this right. season. So all, yeah. it's, tie. It, it's a tie. Yeah, it's a tie. Very close. It's a tie. Tight head prop then. So you got uh, Petrus, Duplessis, or David Wilson. Wilson. David Wilson. Moose yeah. in uh, prop. So it's kind of one and a half all so far in the front row. Second row then you've got hoops. It's not not one and two thirds to bath because two of us have a, a bath bath hooker. Well, different it's, it's a tie in the front. Row. One and a half. It's a tie in the front. Row. You, like you say, one A and one B. They can't both be playing at the same time. No, it's true. Cruz and Hargreaves, Atwood and Hoops. Or Atwood don't and Hoops. even don't even question Atwood this. and Cruz for me. Atwood and Cruz. So one what? one all there. <laughs> Atwood Hoops. He's a leader. He's one of the few guys in the bath squad not not to have a cap, and yet he leads them out. He's but, a warrior. Burgess can do all the leadership. Oh, nonsense. <laughs> the, the thing about right. Burgess going to the England squad because of leadership, why don't they just sign Steve Jobs or Itoji someone? Itoji or Burgess? Uh, neither. I'd have Francois Lowe and... Carl Ferns. Berger. Oh, Jacques Berger. Good shout. That's a good shout. Lowe, yeah. Lowe at six. Burger at, or Burger at six. Either. Either, either. Or. Left and right. They're six and, both six and a half. And then number eight, Leroy Houston or Billy. 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 Mm. Makes it. With us, one, yeah, one series, two series, three series, four. It's four all. Basically, it's pretty much four. It's pretty pa- much even. Packs tied. Oh, wow. <laughs> I wonder how the back's going to go. Here we go. <laughs> Wiggy 
or Stringer? Stringer. Stringer has been <laughs> exceptional. I'd probably go Wiggy on those two. Can I just say? I would, I would also go Wiggy. Why? He's kicking, game, ma- kicking in game management has but been do you not excellent. Think that- Here we go, boys. This is the matchup everyone's going to be talking do, about. Do you not think Fast that Stringer to- releases them all? Fast forward to Friday. His passion's good, that's Fast it. forward to Friday and Saturday morning. The newspapers are going to have big profiles. Farrell and Ford are going to have two head-to-head pictures. Hodgson. <laughs> who, who didn't even come off the bench. So, so Charlie. He was an unused reserve. Yeah. Uh, um, but we'll all go forward. Oh, okay. Won't we? If, if <laughs> you we? say so, Tim. Will, will we? Will we? <laughs> yes. I, I would. Two very different guys. This is the I mean, Stuart Lancaster must be loving the fact they're head-to-head. Yeah. You can get to have a good look at him in, in pressure cooker. He couldn't have written it better. Yeah. Um, centres. Is it even a question? Eastman and Joseph or Barrett and Taylor? Duncan Taylor <laughs> had a good game. He, he he's did. A good, he's a good player, but he, he's not Jonathan Joseph. He showed terrific pace uh, to yeah. overtake uh, Dixon for, for that. And then yeah. a, just that willingness to put his body on the line, just dive yeah. on the ball. But again, Bath, Bath. Yeah. Eastman, Eastman, Joseph. Eastman, Joseph. Exactly. Uh, right, wings then. Rocco de Gooney. Rocco and in. Banners or Strettel. Wiles Ashton kind of axis. I like Rocco and Ashton. Hmm. I, pro- I quite like on form Rocco and Wiles. On form, you got a good banners. Uh, no, just because he's got three tries. Doesn't... That, is that not form though, Phil? That is form. And hasn't he that's, had that's, lots of form? He's got loot. To be fair, all the, back in the season, he's been doing well. He, he has been doing well. I would still put other wingers there ahead of him. I go Wiles. I think he deserves it. No, he's a backup. You two don't get it, do you? If you start, he started ahead of Ashton. If you, he did. If you, st- if you start your backup, he can't be the best backup <laughs> in the league. You, yeah. you've ruined it for him. <laughs> I, I would, I would genuinely have Wiles starting Although at, at the he, moment. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, Rocco's in. We right? could just call it a draw because you got. It's hard to pick. The fact we find it hard to pick means that I'm, I'm not. I'm genuinely not. So you, you'd have Ashton. Ashton Rocco. Definitely. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go with that. Fine, whatever. Yeah, done. Uh, and then fullback Anthony Watson for me. Anthony Watson. But you know what? Yeah. That's not. That's probably one of the harder ones to do because Good is very good. Yeah, Good is playing very well. There, yeah. there were some negative comments about Good uh, when the England squad was announced on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I, we are, have occasionally been critical because he's not quite Mike Brown, but he is still very good. He's a very good all-round player and playmaker and kicker and solid under the high ball and all everything you want from a fullback. Yeah. Here, here's where I think the difference is between the two teams because we know it's a 23-man effort. Bath's bench at the weekend, Rob Webber, Nick Autorak, Henry Thomas, Dominic, yes, Dominic Day, Matt Garvey, Carl Ferns, Chris Cook, Oli Devoto, Saris, Jared Saunders, Richard Barrington, Juan Figolo, Jim Hamilton, Jackson Ray, Neil DeCock, Charlie Hodgson, Chris Ashton. Both strong benches, but possibly the front yeah, exactly up front right. in the pack. On that, though, uh, James Johnson and uh, Scout Brits were both missing through illness. Oh, uh, OK, that does change does, it up. It does change it slightly, but I do still but think... the back row impact. Yeah. Gar- well, Garvey maybe in the second row as well. Garvey and Ferns. I mean, Garvey was last year's starting number six, and he was very good at it, too. Yeah, and he... he England Saxons... Um, Earlier in the year, and all, he made Irish. the England squad, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, uh, excellent good. Irish captain, all the rest of it. He's very good player. He's just came back from injury, and the Ferns. Oh God, they're good. Problem is, it just doesn't all fit together, does it? For Bath, someone's got to go. It looks like it's it, it's going to be Ferns. Hmm. So how do how do the teams stack up then? Uh, the teams stack up that it's, it's the Bath back. It's, it's basically the the Bath backs. Yeah, yeah. You've got East, Eastman. 
Eastman, Joseph, Ford, Ford. Eastman, Joseph, Watson, Rock. and and then a winger. Rocco de Guni. Yeah, so uh, it's no surprises that the... So pay- it's 5-2 split in the backs. And what, so what you've got is the slickly oiled defensive and territorial machine of Saracens versus the, the pace and invention and deadly weapons of Bath. Hmm. So what do you think then, Tim? Uh, Your £10, £2, however much. Ten pence, ten p. Two two, two pounds pence? minimum bet on bet on uh, betfair. I'm pounds. going back. They just have to win. Here's right? the, here's the thing: which team has been exposed to situations like this more? In Saracens and Saracens. I just wonder how but, much that will have an impact on a on a on a big day. But what about but, mental? Bath are a team of internationals, though. So what about the mental block that they just haven't won anything won. recently? And they yeah, keep, they've not won since was it 2011 when they beat Leicester in the final Saracens. Yeah. And they, they did win the LV Cup, but I guess that doesn't really count. Is it even a competition? <laughs> well, not anymore. Oh, shame. Um, so, I'm just going to say Bath. I mean, they're playing so free, so loose. It's going to be very hard to stop them. I don't and if, if anyone can stop them, it's Saracens. Yeah, agreed. The Borg. But give me Bath as well. Hopefully good conditions and Bath. Yeah. They're, they're rapier-like clinical finishing. So who can stop Bath? The Met Office. <laughs> do you know what do you know what I think if if Bath win it will be a celebration of attacking rugby if Saracens win it will be a, it will be kind of like a, a Hollywood kind of underdog tale I mean they're not they're not they're not quite the mighty ducks or anything like that you know a ragtag bunch of no ones but <laughs> of you know, they because... will have done it the hard way they've gone away to Northampton and come up with a win yeah and they'll have they'll have beaten Bath, who look un- irresistible at the moment. They do. Yeah, give me Bath. Oh, I think you, know, you have to say Bath. You I can't to. wait. I cannot wait. I'm genuinely excited. I mean, some Premiership finals in in the past haven't been that exciting, like Leicester, Saracens, but this one is electric. If, it, Bath, really, if Bath do win, will Burgess be the first person to win two consecutive titles in two different? Oh, good question. Oh, imagine if he gets man of the match. Oh, two oh. man of the matches in two finals in in like nine months between no each other. One, no one on planet Earth will stop him from starting in the World Cup if that happens. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> uh, do, do you think Worcester are going to win the and be promoted on on the on the, I think on the strength of what I saw? I think Worcester. Uh, but Bristol had those two yellow cards, didn't they? They did. And uh, if if that had a big impact, I think. Um, but they've also lost Big Gav. And he really is important for them in, in the midfield. And home advantage could be important. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go Worcester. Worcester on that one. Uh, Gloucester or Bordeaux? Bordeaux, I think. I th- I, I, I think Bordeaux, but the French teams are notoriously bad at travelling yeah, away. Gloucester yeah. really are you know, pushing their luck, aren't they, at the end of the season? They're, they've been playing well at the end of the season. They're, they're like one of the worst, I mean, statistically one of the worst teams in the Premiership. They're, what are they, 10th or something? They've already got uh, silverware. Mm, ninth. Yeah, yeah. finished ninth, but they've already got silverware this season, so... I think they're going to do it again. Bordeaux, a very, very powerful team. I wouldn't but be it surprised w- if will, they did. It will be effectively a home tie for Gloucester, won't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. And okay. Glasgow yeah. Munster. Oh, God, that's, that's happening as well, isn't it? Um, who cares? Uh, uh, Munster. I, Munster uh, I think Munster will have the advantage of... It's going to be one of the two, isn't it? Tra- Travelling fans, because no uh, people from Glasgow are going to be allowed into George Best Airport. God, no. After Nico Matuala. Uh, T- terrible yeah, dive. And... Also, do they have any fans? Are they not all going to be busy drinking, um, you know, McEwen's lager and swearing <laughs> at TVs and having, you know... Oh, my God. <laughs> religiously charged. 
No, they don't mind. <laughs> go on, go, go on. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You carry on. Keep yeah. digging yourself a hole. Enjoy the rugby. At Rugby Podcast is where you can find us on Twitter. Nice one, JB. Cheers, Tim. In a bit, Phil. Cheers, Tim. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.